It's the end of another busy day, and you feel frazzled, like you just haven't been able to get everything done that you wanted to. You're tired, but you're still kind of wired. You can't quite fall asleep. So you pick up your phone to make a to-do list for tomorrow. And you notice you've got a notification on the phone. You see that you've got a new like on one of your posts. So you check the feed. It has 10 shares. What? So you feel this blast of dopamine as you write the follow-up post. And then you notice that there's a new single out from that band you love. So you have to make a note of the tour dates. And then you decide to send out that email reminder so that your friends don't forget about it. And then the next thing you know, it's three in the morning and your eyes are bleary and they're burning from the glow of the screen and you're no further ahead on tomorrow's to-do list than when you started let's face it you might be addicted to technology and that's what's happening on Relate this week I'm Tamara Stanners, and this is Relate by Zendesk. It's a show about relationships, which, you know, can be complicated. And your relationship to technology is one of the more complicated ones out there. I, I love my phone. I know you don't, do. Don't take away my phone. I love my phone. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> That's Andy Shepard, and he's here to introduce you to digital detoxing. I am, but first, let me just check my social feed. I, don't I just want to see what's Stop going that. on. <laughs> it's digital so, detoxing. I know, I know, I know. We have to go cold turkey, don't we? <laughs> so, so that scenario that you described at yeah. the top of the show, I mean, it's not really a stretch, is it? Right? No, like, I do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the dependence that we all have on our phones and our computers and our tablets, it's because they can do so much, right? Like, they're really amazing gadgets. Incredible. And they've brought us so much, right? Joy, knowledge, all of that. But there is a downside. Yeah. I mean, part of it is the fact that, you know, a lot of the software that we use on them is, is designed to keep you engaged by kind of tweaking your attention and giving you that little hit of, of dopamine, that, that pleasure neurochemical, you know, when you see something you like. But it's also that it becomes, you know, hard to navigate the modern world without one of these devices, you know, so we're, we're kind of tethered to them now. Yeah. So now that we're addicted, what do we do about it? So, I, you know, I don't have the answers, but I talked to someone who's got a pretty good idea of how to stay human in this sea of tech that we're all floating in. My name's Martin Talks, and I run an organization called Digital Detoxing. So, so are we talking like drug rehab here? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's more like finding a, a healthier balance with technology. What we do is build positive cultures for the digital age. Part of, of what we do is take people away on digital detoxing adventures. So we take away their technology, but it's not an anti-technology organization. We're just trying to make sure when uh, technology and people come together that it's a positive result. People are looking at their phones uh, increasingly. Uh, over 150 times a day, I think, is is widely quoted, although a lot of other people will tell you it's a lot more than that. Uh, and I think there's generally a feeling that we're not always present in, in the moment where we are, and we've got half an eye somewhere else, um, perhaps to what's going on uh, 
I don't know, with friends, family, or often complete strangers, actually. So, yeah, it presents a considerable challenge, getting that, that balance right between resorting to our technology for answers to problems and actually using maybe more of our creative skills. Okay, so he's trying to find ways to mitigate this dependence. And I heard him say something about digital detoxing adventures. I want to know what those are. Well, so Martin Talks believes that, that there has to be, you know, more to it than just going cold turkey with your devices. You know, it's got to be a positive experience. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to work. What we're trying to achieve is, and I think sometimes technology can affect, is our ability to sort of connect with the world around us connect with the people around us and indeed connect with ourselves sometimes so uh, the adventure in a way is this adventure into a world without having your phone <laughs> we often go to somewhere of some natural beauty or some sort of wilderness feel to it we take away people's technologies and then we go through a series of exercises to sort of explore maybe areas of our lives that have become rather neglected through technology uh, such as I don't know appreciation of nature maybe practicing some sort of artistic or practical skill and uh, you know engage in the art of of real face-to-face -face conversation so we try a, a basically a series of activities and we'll, we'll throw in a lot of fun in that as well maybe some sort of uh, activity like canyoning or canoeing or something um, so we're trying to get people to uh, explore these experiences outside the digital bubble so i'm so curious what happens when people have their devices ripped from their hands well as you can imagine it's not easy you take away people's phones and it is quite, you know, people are very reluctant to hand them over. There's always some vital reason why they need to have access to it. People go through a sort of range of emotions, I'd say, from the sort of panic to sort of fear to some sort of, you know, uh, emotional regret, you name it. <laughs> it's, it's, people go through it. Um, well, we tend to go away for two or three nights. We take people away for, for that sort of period of time. And it's by the... By the second day, people are beginning to relax, and by the third day, they've completely relaxed. They're not feeling the stress or pressure of expecting a message or, or feeling they have to post something about where they are. And a lot of people who've been on these experiences describe them as a deep breath of fresh air. You know, they're able to, you know, just relax, just breathe <laughs> without that sort of pressure. So uh, by the end, uh, there's some reluctance even to take their phones back. So one of the things we ask people to do at the end of their adventures is actually write themselves a letter uh, saying what they experienced, what they felt, and maybe what they want to resolve to do slightly differently in their daily lives in their relationship with technology going forward. And I post those letters to them three months later just to give them a reminder of how they felt at that moment. Okay, so they write themselves letters on paper with pens and put them in the mail. It's old school. So you get that slow motion pleasure of uh, an envelope arriving in your physical mailbox. Remember how much fun it was to get those? I know. But the thing is, we're only getting more and more integrated with our technology, right? Yeah, it's, it's harder and harder to live without. We use it for everything. So how do we disconnect when the world is becoming connected like this? 
No, I think this is a, a very good question. And I think it's a very good question for us all to be asking at this moment in human history. You know, we can still turn off our smartphones. But with us being increasingly uh, surrounded uh, and uh, maybe even in due course being embedded with technology, uh, it's going to be harder perhaps to find the off switch. You know, as we increasingly become reliant on it and it shapes the world around us so that, say, that when we walk out of our door, there's a car waiting for us, for instance, because it knows we want to go somewhere and uh, it's already waiting for us. You know, when we turn up to work and our the gates are open automatically for us. You know, all our emails are already downloaded before we get to our desk on our coffee is made. All we have to do is drink our coffee and go home. It all, it all sounds rather marvellous, doesn't it? Or does it? I don't know. So I think as technology becomes more and more part of our life, it's harder for us to disconnect. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of challenges, but these are the sort of questions we need to be asking ourselves now, as I say, while we still can find the off switch. Okay, so if there isn't an intervention to take you off on this deviceless adventure, how do people disconnect on their own? How do they find the off switch in their own lives? Well, Martin's got a few simple tips that I mean anybody can apply right away, and he says they make a big difference. Well, um, the first thing I often say to people is buy yourself an alarm clock <laughs> and keep the technology out of the bedroom because uh, uh, people who who use uh, have their phone next to their bed, you know, use it as an alarm clock, it's always on, uh, tend to get tempted to look at it right th- you know, right up to when they go to sleep, maybe even in the middle of the night. That brings the risk of, oh, you know, you see this alert, you see that alert, and suddenly you've disappeared into the uh, wormhole of social media for the last half hour. So, yeah, get yourself a watch as well, maybe um, perhaps not a smartwatch. And, and, and secondly, yeah, do take the opportunity to take breaks uh, from technology, not just adventure weekends but you know during the day maybe you know when you're having lunch or having dinner with your family having drinks with your friends do that thing called phone stack stack your phones in the middle of a table uh the first one who reaches for their phone to see what that alert is or or to post that picture has to buy the next round (laughs) that'll encourage people not to sort of trying to make that perfect image of themselves at their drinks party and post that on social media I also, um, I do think there are challenges for us all, including myself, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested by the new technologies. I think, you know, they can strengthen relationships as well as weaken them. So really, it seems like a lot of this is about maintaining our physical human connection to other people. Yeah, I mean, you know, humans evolved over the millennia to operate in close-knit social groups, you know, face-to-face. And, you know, digital technology, as we said before, I mean, it gives us so much, but it can't replace a handshake or a hug or, you know, punch in the arm or, you know, at least not yet. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we've got to be more human. So I guess, um, you know, just sort of reflecting on what that means and uh, why, you know, why have humans um, been so successful around the world is our ability to form relationships uh, to form groups, societies, in a way that most other organisms find it hard to do. Uh, we shouldn't lose that ability uh, uh, by perhaps outsourcing our relationships entirely to technology. You know, they can definitely help, but we've got to maintain that element of being a human, I believe. Okay, I'm convinced. Here's my phone. 
I'm going to the park. Wait, I need it back. <laughs> I give it back and we get lost. <laughs> So Martin Talks is one of the speakers at the upcoming Relate Live New York, which is happening October 23rd through 25th. So if you want to hear more of his digital detoxing tips in person, you can sign up for the conference. And Relate podcast listeners get a $200 discount when they sign up at relate.zendesk.com live and use the promo code podcast. We have so many great speakers coming, including author John Ronson. Damon John from Shark Tank, and Dory Rosenberg from Facebook. That, among many other thought leaders who can help you take your customer service to new heights. Again, that's Relate Live New York, October 23rd through 25th. Visit relate.zendesk.com slash live and enter the promo code podcast. That's it for Relate this week. Next week, you'll hear the story of one man who decided to use the latest research in the science of relationships to try to engineer a bromance. (laughs) Will it work? Well, subscribe to Relate on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and we'll serve up that episode so you can find out. For more articles on connecting to your customers in deeper ways, visit relate.zendesk.com. And if you want to explore technology built to improve your customer interactions, head over to zendesk.com for a free trial. I'm Tamara Stanners. Talk to you soon. Music